Welcome to Game Woven, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing A Green Hour, The Dying Land by Jian Shim. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Twitter at Game Woven, where you can join our Discord. And check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash gamewoven. Zadkiel Vasky Huff. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on Twitter at Zadkiel and Green. Also on Blue Sky at Zadkiel and Green dot Blue Sky dot social. You know the thing. Hey, you know, new new place. If you want to hear nice things that happened in my day, Blue Sky is a great place to find me. And today we will be playing A Green Hour, The Dying Land by Jian Shim, somebody who you might have heard of from some of her other work leave uh, Shape of Shadows, A Field Guide to Memory. And also, you may have seen this book in uh, the Ultimate RPG, sorry, the Ultimate Micro RPG book edited by James D'Amato. Great little pickup that's got a million different small things. But this is, I want to say, the third in our God's Potluck series. And I have wanted to play this game pretty much since we decided to do the God's Potluck. It's a kind of intense game. It can get a little spicy. It can get a little heavy. And honestly, I am so, so unbelievably grateful to be playing it today with uh, Gliza. Gliza, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, Gliza here. Where you can find me? Everywhere that has at Classical Gliza on any of the socials. If you find a Classical Gliza, that's probably me because there's nobody else that has that name but me. I am slowly making my way back into TTRPG after a break and I'm very much excited uh, to play this game because if you don't know me, gods are sort of my thing. Well, I have a lot of things. Gods definitely being one of them because I'm obsessed with deities and divinities and different kinds of gods. But like I said, I have a lot of things. So, Do you know what I just remembered? The first time we really interacted on Twitter mm -hmm. was that uh, the small, God. small gods thread. Mm -hmm. Where we would come up Shit. with different small gods. It's yeah. my favorite list. It's one of, um, it's the first, well, yeah, it is the first time we really talked because we kept coming up with different gods my favorite one is the raccoon the, the raccoon god he's mm -hmm. not a god of any other other any other small creatures mm -hmm. just the raccoons god of raccoon yeah one and then there's somebody that mentioned it's like a specific just one raccoon probably you uh who was just like just this raccoon's god and nobody else's so it's pretty yeah i love gods I'm just going to go ahead and declare that that one is canon. There is one raccoon in the game woven world, and that raccoon has a patron deity, 
and that patron deity does nothing besides uh, hang out with this raccoon. Yeah, that I want to meet that god because that sounds like a lovely god. Yes. Like, I'm going to serve this raccoon forever. I'm going to have to find that thread so that I can <laughs> repost it places when when these episodes start going up. Yeah, I think you also get to, you're the, you, you have the privilege of being the second person to be brought back for two games and the first person oh. to be on three separate recordings. <laughs> nice. Tight. I know I was on cross-stitch as well. The first mm-hmm. one for the first yeah. cross-stitch. So that was fun. Yeah, and also part of the quest game. Just like... Oh, yeah. Priming. The first, The first <laughs> episode that everybody heard. Isn't it? Honestly, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah, so strange. Yeah. Uh, such a good, like, introduction to... It's a weird project that we start with a bunch of people who... If you're not familiar with those people, then like you should come hang in our corner of Twitter because it's good people. But today, you're not here to listen to Gliza and I reminiscing. You're today, we are here to play a Green Hour. This is the introductory text to the game. In a Green Hour, you play the scions of two ancient lineages. The land is dying. According to the temple, your arranged marriage will determine the fate of the land and the survival of the old gods by uniting the two of you into a new god. You stand before each other in the sacred bower devoted to your union. Before dawn, you will create the mantles of your new existence. This is the last time you will converse as human beings with human worries and human hearts. Everyone awaits your return. That's a fun intro. I think it's my favorite opening narration since Skeletons. It is a fun intro, and it also made me Google what is a bower, because I didn't know what a bower was until I Googled it. I feel like I've got an intuitive sense of what a bower is. Can you explain just to, because honestly, because Lex isn't here to ask for the definitions of words. (laughs) Can you explain what a bower is necessarily or what it, what you're, what you're finding? So I'm just going to give you what Google says, because I think it's going to be fun when I get to the third one. It is one uh, dwelling or habitation, particularly a cottage, an unpretentious residence, a rustic abode. Two, it could be an inner room, any room in a house except the hall or a public room. Hence, probably a bedchamber. Especially... The lady's private bedchamber, a boudoir. So uh, it's a shelter made with boughs or uh, twining plants and a boar, a shady recess. And that's pretty much it in regards to that, because the other descriptions are just like, it's a part of a ship or somebody who bows and bends. I don't think that's what they're going for here. So probably not that one. I mean, on the other hand, (laughs) but. I don't think it's what the intention intended. I mean, it could be. It's a muscle that bends the jo- Anyway, let's continue. I'm going to just close that. Because <laughs> I'm just going to keep reading it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the, this, this, this game is rife with themes of nature and the romanticism of the natural world. 
very flavorful. Uh, I really enjoy that about this. So, setup for the game. Read through the entire text before you begin to play. Did that beforehand. We did! Because we care about the listening experience. Assume that as people brought up in the traditions of the temple, both your characters have consented wholeheartedly to the arrangement of your marriage and its duties. Now, it does say that you consented wholeheartedly, and one of the key features of consent is that it may be withdrawn at any time. Gliza and I have, uh, just because of the content and the subject matter, Gliza and I have had uh, safety discussions even beyond what we normally would, but between each other, X cards and play, just gonna make sure everybody knows when you are coming into something that has a degree of emotional intensity to it, it is super important to be safe because if you're not safe, you can't have the kinds of really lovely and rewarding experiences that you can have by exploring things that might be a little tender. Anyways, uh, the game itself actually says, if this is a problem, this is probably not the game for you. I love a game that tells you if you don't like it, don't play it. Exactly. 10 out of 10. A lovely design choice that I try and include in my work when I can. Who's your scion? As a scion of the last land stewards, you take on the mantle of care for an aspect of the natural world. You start with these stats. Honorable. So we each have an honorable stat. And each of us have, rather than each of us having 2d6, which is what the game calls for, I think it's fun that we both each roll 1d6. And so we each grabbed 1d6. And guess who made both of the d6s <laughs> that we grabbed? If you aren't following, as was foretold on Twitter, relatively recent uh, addition to the actual production staff of Game Woven. And they are great. They make dice and they make art. They made the art for the show. And we each have a d6 that they made for us <laughs> love you game. emily thank you so it wasn't planned but it was a nice surprise so, so we go ahead and roll now right yeah okay we could roll your characters honorable first and yeah. then and impious and then i'll roll we'll roll for my are you ready yep i'm ready to right. roll for your honorable here we go. All right, I have a two. I also have a two, which means Whoa. your honor stat is three. My honor stat is three. If there was something higher than a three, I would take the higher. And since they're both twos, threes is going to be my cap. Or three is where I yep. sit. Interesting. Interesting that they're both twos. Yeah, I know. Let's go ahead and roll your honorable stats. My honorable? Okay. Yep. I got a four. I got a six. Oh, no. That Damn. means my honorable is six. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, committed to the cause. Ready to this lay it down. Absolutely makes sense for my own personality as well. This is very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Impious. Yeah, so just to get it on there, honorable is to comfort your betrothed, fulfill your duties, and act on behalf of the temple. Impious, by contrast, is to reject the old gods, lash out emotionally, and betray the lands. So this one is caps at three, but it mm -hmm. can be lower based on these rolls. Yes. I got a five. 
I got a three. Nice. So you got. I am. You're. You're equally as honorable and equally as impious. And also, like it, it left to my own brothers without that like baseline in place. Yeah. My character would be. Just maybe not kind of about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I guess, but also it's easily enough for you to be like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So your impious stat. Okay. I got a five for my impious. I, I got a one. Oh no. <laughs> Both ends of the spectrum. Holy smokes. Oh, this... you are down bad. What kind of character am I? It's so funny. Committed. Hardcore committed. Yeah. To annihilating yourself to match up with somebody else in order to... God, this is... That's... That is cool. This is very interesting because yeah. I am... I could go strongly and it would mm -hmm. be so like... I would be divided. I would be torn. Mm -hmm. And it would be amazing. I feel like... Yeah, in real life, you are like an impious, you're an honorable six and an impious four or three. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing you personally. In real life, I would not be, like, I'd be like a three impious. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is interesting. Okay, so next up, we have to name your scion. You have a birth name, but the moment you were given to the temple, it was burnt as an offering, and the ashes vanished at dawn. This game goes so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an idea for what your temple name is? I was thinking Fury, something like fire related, personally. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fury, excellent. The one that I am going with is Hydrangea. Nice. Or Dre. Dre. Dre for short. I'm spelling Dre, D R A. Like Dracula. That's the first thing that popped into my mind. <sighs> but I know you missed it. Mm -hmm. We've got our temple names. Okay. So this is where we start getting into some of the flavor for the specific game, for the specific session that we're doing here. Do you mind if I just kind of like throw some narration on the beginning to kind of talk about no problem. Where I want to locate this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the idea that I have in mind is we are the scions of two groups that are located uh, kind of deep within the interior of the Undying Empire. Probably not near anywhere else that we've seen. Probably not near the city, the capital of the Undying Empire, but just one of the places that the Undying Empire has held for several hundred years at the very least. Away from major population centers, maybe... I know for what I was thinking for my group is that they were on some, some like, some lowlands, some, uh, like, a good farming area. So maybe along the river that we haven't named but further north maybe a tributary that eventually gets down into the river that runs through Zalo and uh, out Shadal's Corridor but 
we are from groups that have a long history of secretly maintaining their own culture although they are not like not necessarily like super secretly uh, they haven't exactly been been planning a revolution but they are far enough afield from any of the major population centers that outright repression and rapid destruction of the local culture was not a was not an imperial priority so major changes happened over time this is what's been killing the old gods this is what has starved the gods of the land making our two temples the last ones this is sort of a last ditch effort to preserve what is left of the old ways before you know maybe the next generation maybe the generation after that just completely loses its grip and the temple goes from something that a few people are devoted to to something that nobody is really devoted to and nobody's just going anymore so that's kind of what i'm thinking how does that sound to you sounds good to me okay yeah so the next step is to choose an old god do we have two separate gods or just the one god i'm personally more interested in it being two gods I'm okay with being two gods. Mm-hmm. Because we're separate temples, it just makes more sense that we have separate domains, which I think actually is correct to what we're doing later on in the game. That's what makes more sense. So, do you have an idea as to what Fury's patron deity, what what the temple that Fury was given to, is devoted to? I am interested in wildfires mm. the domain over the wildfire because I've already decided that Fury is the very opposite of her god so I'm very interested in that domain of wildfires are you going with she her for Fury what sort of pronouns I am I'm going okay. with she her this time okay Dre, I'm going with they them, cause any PC I have is trans. Mm-hmm. Hey, but what about Circum? We'll get to Circum later. Anyway, we'll <laughs> Circum's story is not over yet. No, no, manages to not be dead. Things in the hopper. We will see how those go. Anyways. Fury's god is the the god of wildfires. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to worship? What is the process of worshiping a god of wildfires? Like, what does that observance look like? On my first birthday here, we went to one of those national parks. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I learned is that you, even though it's technically wildfires, it's a controlled wildfire where... Mm-hmm. You, certain trees are burned so that it produces growth and all of that. I think that's important for the people that worship this god that change has to happen, whether we like it or not. Might as well be part of it. Might as mm-hmm. well enjoy the change. And I think when I said that Fury is very different from her god in that she does not enjoy change, or at least that's what she tells herself. Mm. She doesn't 
slight change. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing of being like changing her whole self is an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. You guys are the forest service. <laughs> Pretty much. Tight. We control fires that happen. We mm -hmm. start fires to make sure that it is, you know, basically pruning through fire. That's what we mm -hmm. are. That's okay. how we worship that god. I haven't come up with a god yet, with a god okay. name yet. One other thing is, like, what effect has subjugation and, and, like, having to answer to the Undying Empire, what effect has that had on the temple over the years? Well, it depends, right? I have this feeling that the Undying Empire doesn't really enjoy change doesn't really enjoy growth, that kind of thing. And I have a feeling that it's either they are stopped from starting fires or like there's I'm I believe that the change might be their stop from start starting fires because the Undying Empire wants to keep the same things, the same growth, the same, you know, whatever. And because of that, they aren't able to set fire to shit and they are mm -hmm. annoyed and they're pissed off and my god that's just who i am i want to set fire to shit and the undying empire is telling me no that's i have no idea if this is related to anything that's in the game moving world <laughs> but i think it does as apparently i'm known to do those kind of things <laughs> randomly i mean is it part of anything that's in canon? No, but in part of uh, the unhealthy relationship with American imperialism? Absolutely. Smokey the Bear? Monster. I know he's cute. I've seen him. I get that only you prevent forest fires. We should have not been preventing forest fires. We should have just gotten out forest of the way. Forest fires are important. Might as well gotten out of the way. Now we're suffering. I am the anti-Smokey the Bear. That yeah. is what it is. Yeah, fuck that guy. Our temple is just pictures of Smokey the Bear with <laughs> slash across of it. That's that's our temple design. <laughs> just basically Smokey the Bear. A big, a big Smokey the Bear portrait on one wall, a bunch of knives sticking out of it. <laughs> exactly. Just like throwing darts and knives. We hate Smokey the Bear. So it's like the temple, the temple to this, this wildfire god is like more of like a lodge kind of a situation yeah okay so it's just like this is a forest ranger lodge this is where they come to meet yeah big long log hall maybe yeah you know fire break cut around it because they know how to do these sorts of things but yeah god i fucking love them oh fury look i've decided fury looks like a very large muscular lesbian basically <laughs> a large lesbian that is you know though I don't know if a lot of you well I'm pretty sure a lot of you watch TikTok but you know those TikTok videos where this beautiful gorgeous lady is just <laughs> chopping down wood that is what you're yes. looks like <laughs> hey if you're getting those and you wouldn't normally think that you're into lesbians I would recommend some self-reflection. <laughs> anyway, excellent. Okay, now we're just gonna roll with that. So, uh, we need to name we need to name this god. I don't have an idea. 
Should we just fantasy name generators? I'm okay with that. Uh, type fire name god generators. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm looking for like a Filipino fire goddess. Ooh. Because you know what? Okay. Everywhere I go, I yeah. have to give my Filipino thing to it. Oh, well, let me look at a Filipino fire god. Yeah. I did just pull up uh, Phoenix. That's another good one. I don't know how much I love these. A gi is the Filipino god of fire. A G U I. Okay. And the sacrifices are focused more on the types of fire instead of the actual sacrifice. So I feel like it suits it. Is there a way that we can massage that a little bit so we're not just taking the name of sure. a of an existing god? Yeah, I'm because okay especially with like that right. I uh, want to kind of maintain of course. your connection to it, but I don't want us a bunch of white people really kind of fucking it up. <laughs> can you trace the? etymology of that within like the Filipino language I am going to look for it man I'm having find trouble finding a source for this generally speaking yeah he's not a really famous guy hmm I think that's why I chose Agi just because he's not that popular of a Filipino guy yeah if you're ready to just kind of roll with it let's let's roll with that I think since it took since it is this this kind of obscure and followers of a gi live in a lodge out in the middle of the woods mm -hmm. secretly starting fires in order to keep the Pretty woodlands safe. I, I assume that this is a, a woodlands like heavily mm -hmm. gotcha basically like in my head I'm a Imagining it as like one of America's national parks, the way mm -hmm. it looks in my head. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. So then, Hydrangea's God, Dre's God. I think for Dre, what I am interested in is Dre's people used to have many many gods dozens even hundreds of them um that all had their domains over natural processes they may have at one point had their own god for wildfires like i, I suspect that they had maybe even a sort of tarot equivalent or this this storytelling tradition mm -hmm. where you could remix these characters there were there's a, a theatrical tradition with masks that contains a lot of these old gods their wildfire god was the equivalent of the tower where it was or maybe even death kind of like that nexus between the tower and death where it's <laughs> calamitous but also renewing and one by one the old gods have all kind of fallen away from worship their, like, praying to them is not effective. In this world, when you start to fade away, like, when gods start to fade away, is it due to 
people just not worshipping them, not remembering them? We don't have solid rules. Mm. Metaphysics are different in different places. It It is almost as much about the way that the gods write their own rules or have their own rules written for them by worship. But I think, like, the ability to be freely practiced and to hold domain over the world that they find themselves in is the thing that has, that keeps these gods alive. And so the final god, this god's domain is hay. Specifically... Specifically hay. Specifically hay, I think. Maybe grain a little bit, like there's some spillover into grain, more broadly speaking. But the way that you worship this god is just by planting hay fields and mowing them under. I don't know anything about the cultivation of hay, unfortunately. Otherwise, it would have a little bit more precise things to say about it. But just cultivating hay. This god was actually part of a small family of hay gods that each of them were, this is the god of alfalfa hay, this is the god of timothy hay, this is the god of orchard grass. And even just like, <laughs> this is the god of Timothy Hay's first cutting and second cutting. And I know a fair amount about Hay because uh, my wife hyperfixated on it for a little while when we had first gotten rabbits and wanted to make sure we were taking care of them properly. Mm-hmm. So there used to be this rich tradition of we remember each of these gods when we are planting this particular blend of seeds and even as we are processing it, and those are to themselves small, small gods, and they they bless our process, and all that remains is just the god of hay. Tell you what? Can I tell you a little thing about how to cultivate hay? Tell me everything. I know one thing about it Mm -hmm. is that sometimes when hays are not burnt, they produce patch, And thatch is bad for these fields because it could take up the nutrients that's meant for the hay. Um, Mm -hmm. They could cause leaf diseases. So if your hay field has a lot of thatch problems, the way Mm -hmm. to take care of it is to burn a hay field. Just so you are aware that that is one thing that you could do to cause fire in your hay if your hay is not healthy. Fuck. <laughs> we did it. Game woven. All right. That is that is game woven, baby. Excellent. So I'm going to say that the, this god's name is Timothy. And okay. this god's... Or sometimes this god is just like... Just based solely on that. Timothy is this dual purpose god where like Timothy is the the good version of it. But every once mm-hmm. in a while. If you don't worship, <laughs> if you don't worship Timothy properly, you know who's gonna come and get you? It's old Thatch. It's old Thatch. <laughs> old Thatch. Thatchy boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's it's grandfather Timothy and old Thatch. Old Thatch nice. is like it's the Krampus to to Timothy's Santa Claus. And <laughs> she just like comes in and, and takes your shit, makes things unpleasant and miserable, and and. T- takes delight in ruining your fucking day is old thatch 
And then here's the thing with their relationship to the Empire. Mm -hmm. This region, the place that the county that Dre is from, the reason that the only existing, like that Timothy's the only god that's left here, and they used to have so many, is because they used to do so many different things. And for the last couple of centuries, they have only grown Timothy Hay. That is the entirety of their of their tithe to the Undying Empire. Most of the foodstuffs that they need are imported, like just brought in from other places. But this particular region, which borders on wherever Fury's temple is, mm. this this region is just the place that makes hay for the Empire. And if they stop making hay, then a lot of shit could potentially go wrong somewhere else. And if the Empire stops sending them food, they will starve. And so they grow the hay. Most of this hay goes to rearing livestock. Most of that livestock goes to feeding the uh, Imperial Cavalry, which is all made up of lizards. Nice. Yeah. Which is really funny since I think most lizards would rather eat bugs, but these motherfuckers feeding them meat. And also, this is where <laughs> this is where I get to do a thing that I've wanted to do for a while. Guess what Hydrange is? Hydrange is a rabbit person. Nice. This like duchy, the population here is a bunch of little rabbit people. I just realized that we didn't give Fury a what type of person is Fury. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Whatever you're imagining, that's Fury. I mean, beefy lesbian and... That's pretty much it. That's all there is. Rabbit boy girl. This is a... We have ourselves in a, <laughs> just an excellent, excellent little uh, little couple we've got here. Mm-hmm. What kind of person should Hydrangea be? Hmm. Like, what kind of rabbit? I'm between, like, a, a, a lop or a rex. Uh, lops are the ones that have the big droopy ears and are very fluffy. Rexes tend to be chunky, kind of medium, medium length hair and ears that stick up pretty straight. Ah. What are you thinking? I like the floppy ones. <laughs> okay. I just looked at lops and rexes and I like the floppy eared one. So I don't know which one Excellent. that is, but I like the floppy one. We're doing some kind of lop. I'm gonna go with like a, a white coat patched with black and brown. Okay. <laughs> Only an order hour into this recording. Oh no. That's okay. We're having fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so we have our old gods. Now we choose a temptation. Choose a temptation. There is something that beckons you away from your fate. What is it? So I think this one that beckons her away is basically just the idea of change. Like, she is going to lose herself. Mm-hmm. She thinks things are fine the way that they are. Yeah, she thinks she thinks it's not it's not really as bad as it would be. She understands the idea that, you know, her god 
is all about changing things have to happen wildfires and all mm -hmm. that but she doesn't really understand the full gravity of that she's like mm -hmm. i've lived my life like this my entire life why can't i just but this is something that she tries to put away in a little box mm -hmm. and is like i am here to serve my temple my family this is mm -hmm. what i should be doing but deep deep down she's like yeah. Yeah. Extremely likely to do that too. Cause mm -hmm. your stats, you're an honorable six and an impious one. Mm -hmm. So this is a very small voice. You've got a very very, 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 very tiny deep. voice, but it's really it's it's so it's so small but so strong that she can't completely kill it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about for Dre? I think Dre has a certainty that there's more to life than what they've experienced. Mm -hmm. It's not even a wanderlust. It is a, there's supposed to be more here. Or it is like, right. it, it feels like wanderlust sometimes, and it feels like a desire to get out and have adventures, but it comes from this genuine thing of like, we're not supposed to just be growing hay. You know? I've been around the temple. I've seen the old cards and the old masks. There used to be a lot of stuff and a lot of things and a lot of art. And we've we've tucked them all away, and it's all Timothy all the time, except for when it's old Thatch. <laughs> if even the one singular god, the only thing that really matters around here, has two faces, why is my life fucking hay all the time? Which is like, on the one hand, that is a draw towards what is happening here. Because it's like, oh, I get the opportunity to be more. But by the same token, it's, do I get to be more? There is more at the end of it. So we're feeling it out. We're going to honor that 3-3 uh, for honorable and impious. I think with um, Fury having fear of the idea of change is that I don't think she's ever really had the chance to choose who she is. So the fact that she's being forced to give up this thing that, you know, that she's supposed to be, mm -hmm. I think that's her real fear. And I want to explore that. It's, but like she's saying, oh, I just don't like the actual changing and all that but I think she just hasn't had the chance to be herself to be who she truly is because she's been serving the temple she's been willing to give up everything who everything that she is to make people happy but she's never really just been her I think that's an interesting thing yeah. absolutely so then we oh man shit we're we're in it, aren't we? It's okay. <laughs> Doing exactly what this. we wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is choose attention. Your family is at odds with the family of your betrothed. Why is there bad blood? How will your marriage heal it? I don't know. Burning stuff doesn't seem like a good idea if you're trying to go grow hay. So I feel like <laughs> that's a good tension to have. Burning stuff bad. 
but burning is good. Yeah. I think there's like there's this constant disagreement because we need you guys to come in and like we we have folks from your temple come to help supervise helping to clear out thatch. Yeah. And it's like we're supposed to be self-sufficient. We're supposed to be able to grow the hay. And we need these we need these fire motherfuckers to come in and they control the fire and burn stuff. Yeah. And also, like, there's that weird tension of, is is that okay? Are we allowed to do that? Are, mm-hmm. is, pr- remind me of the pronunciation of your god again. Agi. 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 Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. the cult of Agi sanctioned? To burn shit? Who knows? We just come in and we would be like, we would like to burn your thatch. <laughs> we, and it's it's just Ron Swanson and you you ask like right, is this something that you can do and it's just Ron Swanson handing out the busy paper that says I have a permit and it says I can do what I want <laughs> oh that's a bad that's bad I'm for these folks <laughs> god it's like and it's it's so funny and this is just like the, the tension from the mm. Just like so, it's a rabbit. They all live like in Warrens. It's a it's a very communal kind of culture, and so when it says like, "Is your family is at odds with odds with the family of your betrothed?" It's not necessarily the people from the temple. The people from the temple have actually talked to the people from Aggie's temple, Aggie's temple. Mm-hmm. So they understand what's going on. The higher ups get it. It's just there's that in a. Like it's just the family. Like the immediate family are like, no, I don't think this is a good idea, but yeah, well, it's just like, and the the people, the people generally speaking, are so fearful. Mm-hmm. Trey's people are so fearful of Fury's people because fire is scary, and yeah. what do we need outsiders for? And Fury's people are very loud and. <gasps> You know, you gotta be loud if oh, you're a giant, no. large, muscular lesbian. If you're handling fire, you have to be loud so that you can shout over the roaring flame and be like, oh no, this is how you, you know, that all. Furious people are loud. They are a loud bunch of people. And you throw this like festival that, like, you just, once the, once all the thatch is burned up, you guys like throw a party kind of yep. around our, our, our place and it's like, and you're invited, of course, but I don't know if they ever come to the party. Kids love it. <laughs> it's mostly a teen hangout because, mm-hmm. or like a young adult hangout, because that's the age where your parents can't stop you from going anymore. Yeah. Kids would have a great time. The kids that do get to go would have a great time. But like anybody who's over that, like 27 mm-hmm. to 30 into kind of adulthood proper, it's just like... I feel like the adults would also be like, you know, you should grow out of this. Like, you're, you're an adult now. You can't participate in this anymore. It's like right. people who discourage teenagers to go and mm-hmm. trick-or-treating during Halloween. Like, we all remember enjoying those parties, but you're an yeah. adult now. You have to quiet mm-hmm. down. That's not how we do yeah. things. We're all fat is going to get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
so yeah like that's that's just it's just this like this real cultural butting aheads between the two of us do you guys have any bad blood with hydrangeas people with with the the worshippers of timothy i don't know that it's bad blood i think they just find them funny little things Mm -hmm. they're adorable funny little things that you know it's it's cute and it's it's wonderful but we understand that you don't really like us we we're here to do the job that is required that is demanded Uh of you know that has been something that we have done centuries and centuries you know i feel like it's something that has been done so much for so long that even though uh all of the uh gods that dre's people have there's always this one this part of like you got hay you have to deal with fury's people and they burn shit and that's what you do when you're growing hay Mm mm-hmm I don't think there's ever been a time really where there was a mix between the two until today, maybe mm-hmm. where it's just, I don't think there's bad blood. I think they just think they're, you know, they're not really welcome. So why mm-hmm. force yourself upon them? That kind of situation. Okay. My tension is, but burning is good. <laughs> burning good. Actually, you are adorable yes brackets patronizing yes that is the bad blood just a complete lack of respect (laughs) all right we each get to roll 1d6 for our ritual mantle i have gotten the blood rites don the blood of a sacrifice like a shimmering whip Interesting. And just like as a content note, feel free to be loose with blood. We'll maybe massage a little bit of how that actually works. Can it be just a fire thing? Instead of blood? Yeah. A river of flame? Yeah, I think like the the thing that is, is most interesting, like think about thematically what blood does and how blood is employed. And it is about the sacrifice. It is about what you are drawing. The magic's not in the blood itself. It's in the thing that it's being drawn from. So when we start getting into the description of what that is, what else are you sacrificing? And how does it manifest itself as your mantle is the thing that we have. And I got sweet waters. Stand tall under the torrent of summer rain that falls over the only over the bower soaking through. So that'll be an interesting one to play with as we go through it. So we're halfway through the entire text of this game and finally getting into this <laughs> the section titled gameplay. I love micro RPGs. We need to do more micro RPGs in this game. Part one is alone together. Part two is a new god. Part ends with the path before you. The end of each part. Roll 2d6. And higher goes to. Okay, so we'll be going from there. Thank you for listening to GameWoven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at GameWoven. Join the Discord, support the Patreon, 
and consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. This week's episode featured Zadkiel Vasky Huff at Zadkiel in Green, that's Z-A-D-K-I-E-L in Green on Twitter and Blue Sky, and Gliza at Classical Gliza on Twitter, as well as most other social media platforms. <laughs>